Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. It's your host here, Coach Todd Halls. I'm super excited to be here today and thank you for tuning in. I'm very excited for our guest to share with all of you today. Our guest is Monica Barnard. Monica and I met uh, at a Rotary meeting. She is a Rotarian, as well as a mom, a wife, a business owner, and a woman of faith, and probably so much more than that. So with that, uh, Monica, if you would, just kind of give us some background and fill in the blanks a little bit for our listeners. Okay, so I don't know really where to start. Um, uh, as Todd mentioned, we did meet at Rotary, uh, and I had joined Rotary about um, close to two years ago. I was real intrigued by the meetings were fun, um, but I was real intrigued by the fact that Rotary is a service organization. I had joined or went to the first meeting thinking it was a networking event, um, and it was similar to other networking meetings I had been to, but I really was struck by the uh, service aspect um, and the Rotary club I belong to has several um, local and international projects that they work on on a regular basis. So that um, also was intriguing to me. And one of the things they support is the um, TikTok and Children program, which is a mentorship program between students and um, adults in the community. And when, once the student works through that program um, in middle school and high school and meet all of their requirements, then they get a scholarship to college. And a lot of these kids have not um, had a role model as um, for going to college. Their parents may not have graduated from even high school. Um, so they do have to have good grades, they have to keep out of trouble, and then uh, have this mentor. So that was one of the uh, organizations that Rotary, our Rotary Club supports, and I've been involved in that program for about 12 years. So um, that was important to me as well. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh Actually, if I could ask a couple of questions around that. Sure. You've been involved in the mentorship program for 12 years, you said? Yes. Yes, I have been. Um, so how many how many mentees, how many students 
have you have you mentored for? Uh, I've mentored for um, the first one that I mentored. I mentored only for two years, her junior and senior years in high school, um, and then um, the next student that I mentored. I started with her in seventh grade and went all the way through uh, her graduating high school. She has since gotten her um, degree from the University of West Florida. Um, So I'm real impressed with her. Um, I picked another student up. One year I had two students (laughs) at the same time. And this young lady has also graduated from Pensacola State College. um, And she and I meet on a regular basis. So we we keep in real good touch. And then my most recent um, mentee did not have parents who graduated from high school. So she was the first one in her family even to graduate from high school. And then she uh, is pursuing her college education at this point. This year, I picked up a seventh grader, so I'm starting fresh um, this year with a a new young lady. That is so, so cool uh, that you you do that. I'm imagining they all, like, they all come from challenging backgrounds, like you just described the one that as the, the first to graduate high school. What's what type of backgrounds do they have? And then the follow-up to that is, is there something that you've noticed in in each of them, certain characteristics or traits that set them apart and, and really kind of give them the, the tools they need to do this? Um, all of them come from very different backgrounds. Um, certainly not advantaged backgrounds, but all different backgrounds. Um, uh, two of the young ladies have come from single mother families. Um, two of them, two different ones were only children. So uh, that's a little different dynamic as well. Um, the, um, they're, they're, I guess the commonality is they're all very hard workers and they were all very, have all been very dedicated to getting through this program and continuing their education and um, just really working hard to get there. Um, Involved in community activities as well as um, in some cases, very active in their churches, um, but just very hard workers, just real dedicated to getting through the program. Cool. So do you, as, as a business woman, does that, um, does that resonate with you? Do you I mean, do you, do you feel there's a common bond there? Cause I'd, I'd imagine that some of those traits that make them successful are traits that, um, you've had to have to, to be successful in business. Well, certainly as business owners to make a business successful we we do have to work hard and, and sometimes a lot harder than we ever dreamed that we needed to um so yes uh i think in that respect um there is that that uh, common bond um and what 
Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask, what are what would you say the most challenging part of that is for you, the mentor, to to. Um, like, a, so as a mentor, yes. do, you, do you, do you face challenges yeah. just, just in that process? Um, uh, and maybe not uh, outwardly, but even, even in like internal challenges, just curious if you'd unpack that a little bit, what it's like to be the mentor and challenges you might have with it. Um, time is always an issue. Um, for me personally, and I know for a lot of busy people, time's always an issue. For the girls, though, it's the, not necessarily the um, um, course load that's a challenge, although, you know, a few times there are some struggles with that, but it's the social aspect and how hard it is to grow up. Um, the social dynamics in, in middle school, especially ninth grade. Um, it's just a tough time for kids to get through. Um, so, you know, a lot of what I have done is helped them work through some of those uh, social interactions that they're having difficulties with. Yeah. So, and being, being that you've been part of that for 12 years, have you noticed a difference like from 10 years ago to now, is it, is it getting even harder in, um, in that amount of time or, or are the struggles still the same? I think the struggles are the same. The, uh, of course, the technology is certainly different. Um, the, with the social media, then everything's out there for the kids to, to see, um, I know that cyber bullying has become a, a thing um, where when I first started in this program, I would not have had any idea what that meant, but bullying has been around for eons. Um, just a little different technology to, to deal with that. But I think the issues that the kids go through are pretty much the same. Sure, sure. Did you or do you um, have, have you had mentors in your life or, or do you currently have a mentor still? Just wondering how that's been, uh, how that's affected you. Um, I have had, I've um, been involved in um, Astromind groups, um, some um, business coaching. Um, and some um, groups at church who have helped me grow in my faith as well. So I guess you could call them mentors also, even though that wasn't the terminology used or hasn't been. Um, but I think we all have mentors in our life, even though we may not call them that, may not even recognize they've been a mentor until somewhere far down the road. So that's a good point, and and I'm um, I've gotten to the point where I believe that we should be intentional about seeking out mentors uh, because there's there's so much we can learn from people that are a few steps or maybe a lot of steps ahead of us, 
Um, but you bring up a good point as I think back to the, the people that God has placed in my life. I've had a lot of mentors that, that at the time wouldn't have called themselves my mentor and I wouldn't have probably uh, identified them as that either. But looking back, uh, I definitely learned from them, picked things up. They, they were showing the way just by by going the way without actually formalizing a mentor-mentee relationship. So that's a good point. So you mentioned um, business coaching. How long have you been a business owner? Um, 27 years. That's a good stretch. Yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, so, so 27 years ago, you you stepped out on your own, launched launched your business, and and for folks listening, what what is your business? I am a third party administrator for businesses that have 401k plans for their employees. So my job is to um, prepare a plan document keep up with the legislation that may change that document, um, provide reports and notices for the employees, um, and reporting to IRS and Department of Labor. And it's an ever-changing um, area of um, work that I do. There's uh, rarely a day goes by where I don't have to deal with something that might be a little bit different from what I'm used to. Might have to do some research and try to figure out what's going on. Um, it's like solving a puzzle. And is so the the changes is that due primarily to legislation, or is it primarily due to just dealing with different customers and situations? Um, a lot of the changes are legislative changes. Um, okay. Of course, with customers, you've always got customers who are different and have different needs. But for the most part, small businesses, which is where my uh, uh, most of my clients fall in the small business area, um, most of the small businesses I deal with, they're wanting to take care of their employees. They also want to save for their own retirement, and they want to save on tax dollars. So that's a um, pretty basic need for most of my clients fall into that. Sure. And are you, are you a, um, I guess the term these days is a solopreneur? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have... So how, how, I have not tried to get into any other areas. Um, I like what I do, and um, I've um, not been interested in branching out and doing different things. Yeah, I, so a friend the other day who's um, self-employed uh, said something to the effect of, you know, I, I get to be my own boss. Unfortunately, I'm not always a really good employee. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm I'm not a good boss sometimes either. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some of the? Give me the top two challenges uh, about that dynamic when when you're working 
by yourself for yourself? What would you say the two biggest challenges are? Um, staying focused on on a task long enough to get through it. Um, there's so many interruptions. I know everybody deals with this. We've got um, you know phone calls, text messages, emails coming at us all day long. Um, but just being able to focus on a task um, is probably my biggest problem area. Um, I have tried to do a little bit of scheduling, like maybe an hour, an hour and a half at a time where I don't even, you know, don't answer the phone, don't look at email, don't worry about all of those other things going on and just try to get a task done or at least to a, a certain point where I can feel like I've accomplished something. And do you find, obviously, if you've been, is that successful? Is there like, like, is there a tip or a trick? If you were to be, if you were to offer some, like your your number one uh, mindset or or thing you do to to be able to stay focused, even for that sixty minutes or ninety minutes or whatever it is, what would you offer? Um, well, I know a lot of people have been working from home lately, and you know, shutting your door, turning off your phone, or at least shutting the ringer off, and maybe setting a, a timer so that you can get that 60 minutes or 90 minutes, something like that done, um, and just having that focus time where there's no interruption. Sure. I'd imagine, because I know it's it's true for me, there, there are certain tasks or things that I have to do as a business owner that I can I can get into and focus on. And then there are some tasks that I tend to find reasons not to. I'm I'm too you know I'm too busy to do this or that. Have you experienced that where where there's things oh, that you just are really not in your fun zone? Every every day. <laughs> I I've got to work on this project for this client and I really am not looking forward to working on, you know, just as an example, is uh, this particular project because um, I've got to dig back through some records for years and years and years to kind of try to figure out what's going on. But I know it's important for the client, and I know I need to get it done. <laughs> but it's um, you know, there's just always those things that we you know want to put off and put off. Yeah, so and, and we'll just go, keep running with your example. We know you know it's for a client. We and, and you know it's important. Um, and 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 also, if you keep putting it off, if you put it off long enough, it's going to cause probably undue stress or some sort of stress or angst for you, and potentially harm the client, depending on how long you put it off. So, and oftentimes, I find that for myself, I know all those things, but that still doesn't. <laughs> always lead to just getting it done. So what do you do? How do you overcome that and and just get through it? Well, uh, depending on the situation, I might just put it on my calendar as if it were an appointment. And um, then I know that, you know, I've just got to, I've just got to stick to it. I've just got to do it. Um, Occasionally, even those get pushed. Okay, well, maybe I can wait another day or two and 
But if I put it as an appointment, then I'm usually going to get it done. Sure. So I got it. So having the mindset that it is an appointment, no different than a doctor's appointment or an appointment with your attorney or an appointment with a new client even, right. it's just one of those appointments that you wouldn't miss. Right. And then I think that the next thing, but even then sometimes you, I'll use the word reschedule. Yes. Even with that, sometimes you reschedule that appointment. Yes, and that might depend on, you know, if something comes up that might be more urgent or more important, uh, maybe even to me and not to a client, um, then that might get moved, rescheduled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a... As a as a woman in business, do you do you, have you noticed that you face different challenges or bigger challenges? Have you felt disadvantaged ever because you're a woman in business versus a man in business? Um, I haven't really. Um, when I first started in this business, um. The majority of the the people in this type of work were men. Um, I do see more women business owners having this type of business now. Um, but it's not really been a deterrent as far as working with clients. Um, not that I've seen. Okay. Cool. What is um, what is your ideal client? Who do you who? Um, a, it, my ideal client is has um, maybe 10 to 20 employees. Um, most of my clients are local. I do like to get face-to-face -face with them, uh, and I try to do that with most of my clients at least once a year. Um, so for bigger clients, that, that's sometimes not possible. Um, but that... That range of employees also lets me get to know the employees um, so that I've got some some relationships with, with the business owner and with their employees. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. Um, shifting gears a little bit, I, I, I know, and I don't think we talked about this other than the intro, I, I introduced you as a mom. Right. Uh, so you have children, yes? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and how old are they? Um, my daughter will be 36 next week, and my son uh, will be 34 in December. So two two adult okay. children. Wonderful. So they were nine and seven, about nine and seven, when you launched this business. Yes. And so how do you go ahead? I, well, and, and that was a challenge in and of itself. Um, fortunately, they were in school, so that was helpful. So I would try to get as much work done as I could while they were in school. Sure. And, and I'm just going to ask a question along those lines. You, you, you've already 
Uh, you shared with us that you use your calendar and set appointments just for, for doing task work sometimes or projects. But so then how do you balance being a business owner and, and a parent? Um, what does that, what does that look like for you or what did it look like? I don't know what, yeah. Um, well, like I said, I tried to get most of my work done while they were in school. I didn't have as big a client load as I have now. So that gave me a little more flexibility. Um, and I was able to participate with them in their after school activities and of course doing a lot of stuff on the weekend, but, um, just mainly working while they were in school and then having the time with them when they were out of school. So do you, do you feel that having a, a business of your own lended itself, gave you more freedom to spend time with your children than had you been working uh, for someone else? Absolutely. Um, Awesome. Yeah, it it certainly did give me give me more freedom to do a little more volunteer work at the school and um, things like that. Cool. And so, a daughter and a son being raised by uh, in an entrepreneurial family have did do they have the entrepreneurial bug? Are they are they uh, self employed? My daughter is. Um, she has had her own business for six or seven years, um, and is getting ready to merge with another, um, company similar to hers. So she's excited about that. Um, my son is, um, not, um, so much an honor entrepreneur he's um more mission driven and is working with a mission right now and is wanting to get to quebec so he can teach he and his wife both are teachers and both fluent in french and uh loves languages cool so it's interesting um and I'm, I know there's probably there's much more to, to both, but it, it seems that from talking to you, you definitely have a heart to serve. You've been, you know, being a mentor for for the last 12 years, and and uh, the the service uh, component was a big reason for joining New Rotary. So you obviously have a heart to serve. You all and also have a, a, a heart to do to be an entrepreneur and a business owner. And it seems that your daughter got a, a full dose of part of that and your son got a full dose of, of the other part. And I'm sure there's, there's a blend of, of both for both of them, but it's, it's just interesting. It seems that some of the traits that as we've talked have come out really strong about you, uh, as you talked about what your children are up to, those traits seem to have been passed along. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So when you were talking about the businesses that you, uh, your ideal size, 10 to 20 employees, and you mentioned being able to get to know the employees. So um, I, I made the leap that you like to, you have a good idea of what's going on in those businesses and what, what they're, you know, kind of some of the, the struggles and that they deal with and the opportunities. So as you, in, in your opinion, and 
What do you think the biggest challenges are facing those small businesses right now? Uh, again, I think legislation is uh, the biggest um, challenge for small businesses. The business owners have so many things that they have to do that aren't even related to their business just because of the um, heavy legislative burden that they have to deal with. Um, so they may, you know, they... And how? Go ahead. How are they to navigate that? What would you... What would what would you offer to to a business owner that's listening and and they're like yeah that, that is a challenge? How are they to go about navigating and and, and keeping up with everything? Um, I guess that's a problem in and of itself. Is um, certainly one way would be to delegate some of those task to one of their employees or maybe hire an outside firm to handle those tasks for them. Um, but, you know, that that could be cost prohibitive in some cases. It may require bringing an extra employee on that they don't really have the resources to, to bring on and train. Um, so I think, you know, for a small business, that's that's what they're having to deal with. So, you know, either one of those situations or they just do it themselves, which unfortunately a lot of them just do end up doing the majority of it themselves. Yeah, and then that's, as you know, they've already got several hats on, multiple hats, and, right. and one more just spreads them a little bit thinner. Right. What are you most excited for in the coming year? Oh, my goodness. Um, um, my, my business has grown this year and just continuing to, um, to keep that, that growth going. Um, Don't really have much else. Maybe do a little bit of, of traveling when my son gets to Quebec. Go up there and visit some. Yeah. Uh, so excited for business growth and traveling. Have you been to Quebec before? I have one time. Uh, and it is beautiful up there. Cool. Cool. I've, I've never been. I've been to other parts of Canada, but have not been uh, to that area yet. So, Monica, as we as we get close to wrapping this up, um, wondering if you if you were to offer up a question that our listeners should be thinking about. Uh, like something that what 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 should what should we be asking ourselves uh, as we look ahead into 2022 what would that question be um i think I'll, 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 the past couple of years have been very stressful 
And I think maybe um, looking at how we could better take care of ourselves and our families um, so that things are not as stressful. Um, and that may be just taking, taking a little bit of time for ourselves. So how, you know, how can we go into next year and have a little less stress? That is, that, that is well worth thinking about. So, so that I hadn't anticipated asking another question, but what, what do you, and what do you plan to do for you uh, in that, in that self-care, taking care of yourself area? Um, I like to be outdoors and I like to read. So getting outdoors with a book is uh, going to be a big part of it for sure. Sure, sure. And and from what we said earlier, I know that you will be scheduling that in your calendar to make sure you'll make an appointment with you to make sure it happens. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, Monica, for, for any of our listeners that would like to get in touch with you, maybe they've got a business question or a question on um, employee benefits, uh, what's the what's the best way to reach you? Um, email um, monica at barnardassociates401k.com, and I can respond, answer questions. Be glad to talk with anybody. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on today. I, I believe every year that goes by, I realize that time is truly, truly precious. So thank you for the gift of yours. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, listeners, uh, thank you so much for the gift of your time and for tuning in. Uh, as always, remember, whatever big dreams you have, whatever grand vision God has placed on your hearts, you can. Until next time peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.